Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boyer, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hi, friends. Welcome to this bonus episode of the podcast. In this shorter episode, I'm sharing a workshop that I did on gut health and your liver, how the two are connected, and of course, how gratitude fits into the picture. I'm excited to share this information with you, and I hope to be sharing more bonus episodes with you over the next couple months. If you'd like to connect with me for a no-charge consultation, just check the link in the show notes, and I'd be happy to make some time for you. Welcome friends to tonight's presentation on gut health and our liver and the connection between the two. So I'm Julie Boy. I'm your host tonight. I'm a gratitude and gut health expert. If I turn to the side, it's because I've got my friends here watching me live on TikTok as well. There you go. Now you can see the screen with me. And I'm the founder of a program called the 30 day whole body detox, which uh, is no longer being done. It has been upgraded to a program called the six week gut reset, which we ran in the fall for the first time. And now we are running as a six week gut reset. So you'll hear a little bit about that at the end. I'm the host of a podcast called wake up with gratitude. I have more than 16 years of experience in nutritional supplementation. And really I focus on helping my clients to find the right nutritional supplement solutions for themselves, their family that fit their budget. I'm also a self-professed microbiome geek. I love all things about like liver support and the microbiome, and I won't be getting into that too much. Um, but, uh, oh, thanks so much. I'm getting a lot of love over here from my TikTok friends. That's awesome. So before we get started, I'll just share a little bit about my story. So before I got into business, I was actually living overseas. I was training for my second full Ironman triathlon, and I was working at an international school teaching French. I had decided to come back to Canada to get my teaching degree and to become a teacher in the Canadian school system. But what I realized very quickly when I started my education to be a teacher was that all the freedom I'd had with the curriculum that I was teaching overseas at these international schools would not be the same. As well, you know, what was really difficult about the Canadian system is that once you got into a board, you were kind of stuck in that one place for a while. And if you moved, you'd have to start over again and go back to the bottom of the ladder. So I didn't really like, like the not being able to have freedom to move. And the last thing that kind of bothered me the most was that, you know, as I was thinking about my future family and my future kids, I thought about how I would be teaching all day and raising and helping to like helping to raise other people's children while someone would be doing the same with my future family. So I did something super crazy and I dropped out of school. So I dropped out of school and decided to do my business. And it was, it ended up being, of course, the best decision that I ever could have done. You know, I get to teach and train every day on things that I'm super passionate about. I get to do a lot of education, self-education about topics that interest me, which is kind of what we do with our daughter. And, you know, the biggest thing is like when I moved my family across the country from um, Ontario to British Columbia, I didn't lose my business. I didn't have to start over again. But honestly, the best gift that has come from my business after all of these years is that when we moved across the country and my daughter was no longer able to go to school due to panic attacks and separation anxiety, I was able to bring her home. I was able to bring her home and be there for her and to homeschool. And that was really hard. 
you know, but that was four years ago. And today we do unschooling where not only do I get to follow the things that I'm passionate about and learn about my daughter gets to do the same. And at the same time, I get to work from home. I get to run my business and do the things that light me up. And at the same time, I get to help others with their health, with their nutrition, their supplement journey, their gut health. And I get to do the things that I love every single day. So I'm very honored and grateful to get to do this all the time. So, you know, pretty excited about that. Okay. So let's get into it. So what I wanted to cover today, now I have done a full webinar about digestion itself. So if you're like, I missed the part about digestion, just let me know in the comments. Um, and I'll get you the video for that. It is actually, it's on YouTube. It's also on, um, the Facebook page that you're, if you're seeing it live on Facebook on grateful squad, it's there as well. So I did a whole video on digestion. So I just wanted to mention because liver support and supporting your body's natural detoxification process, I think is a really critical and important part when we think about our, our overall gut health and our microbiome. And one of the biggest reasons around this is the relationship between hydrochloric acid, so stomach acid, and the liver. So stomach acid is essential for detoxification. It actually is the very first part of detoxification in our body because it, it helps prevent any bad bacteria that we might ingest. It, you know, it, it's a lot of it gets killed because the stomach acid is so acidic. But the absence of stomach acid, so when our body isn't producing enough hydrochloric acid or we're taking a medication that reduces our, our stomach acid, this inhibits the liver from releasing bile. And then that compromises the flow of bile, which in turn may adversely affect the entire liver, the lymphatic system from releasing stored toxins. If you're not sure what our lymphatic system is, it is um, one of our circulatory systems that doesn't have a pump system. The lymphatic system actually moves when you, you know, move your body like that. That's why it's important to move every day. And the lymphatic system is actually one of the ways that we release toxins. It's part of our body's natural detoxification processes. So when these are not working well, then that affects, of course, the way that we, our gut health is. So bile, which comes from the liver stored in the gallbladder is necessary for breaking down fats without without bile, we can't properly break down fats. And if we don't have fats that we're digesting, this affects our ability to absorb uh, vitamins. It, it affects our cellular membranes, which are all made of fat. It affects the production of vitamins, which happens in our small and large intestine and so much more. So taking care of your liver, it's just as important as taking care of your digestion and your stomach acid, because the two are connected. You know, our bodies are so incredible. They're connected in so many different ways. And, you know, when I teach and share the things that I'm passionate about, the more I learn, the more I educate myself, the more I realize that as much as I share, you know, ideas, tips and tricks in a short webinar, there's so much more to the human body and how incredible it is. And we're just, I'm just always learning. And that's what I'm here to share with you is the learning. So detoxification, detoxification is a process that goes on inside us all day, every day. The choices we make influence how efficiently the liver is able to do its job. Now we're going to talk about detoxification and how to support the body's natural detoxification processes. Now the word detox, I very much caution you with, because it has been the way that, um, we have talked about, um, detox is that it's this impression that we need to be detoxing. You know, we need to do a detox, which is why I changed. I didn't want to do the 30 day whole body detox anymore, because even though it was never about a detox, it was just that word has really bad 
like a bad reputation now because our bodies are constantly detoxing. If they weren't, we would die. If our liver wasn't doing its job, you would be in the hospital. And we know it's amazing. And our, our liver can take a lot of abuse and, you know, still keep doing its job. So in what I'm going to share with you tonight are things that are liver loaders. So how we can, you know, reduce those, the organs of detoxification. We'll review that briefly, the types of different toxins that we are exposed to the function of the liver, very brief overview, and what we can do to help optimize our detoxification. Okay. So what are liver loaders? So you may have heard this before, or you may not, and that's okay. So liver loaders are things that the liver must take care of right away. It's like an urgent message to the liver saying, process this super fast, really important. Like don't let this back up. Okay. So these include our aspirin or NSAID. So non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, I always forget what the D stands for, um, things like Advil and like ibuprofen, refined sugar, amazing how much your liver is involved in processing sugar, um, chemical food additives, alcohol, caffeine, pesticides, you know, which are not only on our lawns, but often on our, our fruits and vegetables, prescription medications. I'm not against prescription medications. I'm on a prescription myself, uh, but we need to just pay attention. That's one of the things that, you know, our liver like must process and eliminate safely stress, (laughs) stress affects every body system, dental toxins and environmental toxins. So when we think about detoxification, like I said, it's happening in our body all the time. And the major organs of detoxification are um, the liver, kidney, gut, lungs, and the skin. And just think about like, for example, we we just had a conversation that was really interesting in my mom's group about, you know, whether kids should be using antiperspirant or deodorant. Well, when we sweat, it's one of our, the ways that our body releases toxins. So if we if we block those channels, we don't allow our body to sweat. Those toxins have to come out in other ways. So it's, yeah, it's tricky because you don't want to be the smelly kid, the smelly person. But I mean, I switched to natural deodorant a long time ago and it's, it's very hard. You have to like really try a lot of different brands to find the one that works for you, but our skin is constantly detoxifying and um, sweat is one of the ways. Okay. So what is detoxification? What is this process that's happening? So detoxification is the removal of harmful substances from the body, including all substances that affect your body and your mind and your spirit. There are internal natural toxins, external toxins that come from the environment and emotional toxins. All right. Okay. So let's talk about internal toxins. So internal toxins are things that happen within your body. So for example, carbon dioxide, right? When we breathe in oxygen, which we need to live, our body creates waste product, carbon dioxide that must be eliminated. And carbon dioxide is eliminated when we exhale. That's why our lungs are a detoxification organ. Um, free radicals. So free radicals are happening all of the time. So this is, again, it's a product of oxygen, uh, oxygen, um, becoming unstable. Uh, it can happen through exercise. It just happens as part of, you know, cellular waste. Um, it's cellular, some of the cellular mechanics that happen in our cells, waste products can be these free radicals. It's basically, um, an oxygen molecule that has an unpaired electron. So it's just not behaving properly. It is normal. We all have free radicals in our body. The challenge becomes when the balance of the ability to, you know, quench these free radicals. And as opposed to the number that we're creating can cause a lot of damage. And then another um, example of an internal toxin is incomplete digestion of proteins. So when 
we aren't, our digestion isn't optimal. We can have these, these proteins that are sitting in our gut and they don't digest properly. And they, a process happens that's called putrefaction, which is not great. So we want to be cautioned also when we're eating a lot of protein that we're chewing it <laughs> and we have good stomach acid, which I said at the beginning, now external toxins, listen, we live in a toxic world and you know, I remember learning about some of these toxins when my daughter was born. So my daughter is 11 years old now. And, you know, that was when we first started understanding like that different plastics, you know, that were leaching into our baby bottles and all of these things. And that, you know, children were being born with like chemicals already, you know, you could get like 200 different chemicals in the umbilical cord blood. Right. So our exposure to toxins, it's ubiquitous now. And so what I want us to focus on is reducing our toxic load, just looking at some of these things and how we can reduce them in our lives. Um, so for example, um, let's just talk about toothpaste. Okay. So my family uses natural toothpaste and we've used natural toothpaste my daughter's entire life. And she has excellent teeth. She actually just had her very first filling at 11 years old, a very, very small filling in between the teeth, which is where you know, cause most kids don't floss in between the teeth. She, um, you know, some of her back teeth and she had her first filling at 11 years old. She has great teeth. Now, some of that is genetics. Yes. I have great teeth. My husband though, does not have great teeth. And we are, we're able to brush, you know, she does brush her teeth twice, twice a day. That does help, but reducing that fluoride, you know, getting that out of her life, you know, one less toxin that she's exposed to. Um, I mentioned already about the antiperspirant as well. And then we look at things like plastics, you know, you remember, I'm sure BPA, like I have nothing has BPA anymore. And it's like, well, does it, is that plastic really still safe for us? I think that the jury's still out on how many plastics are actually safe for us. One thing you want to be really careful with, for example, is when you have a plastic water bottle, a reuse, uh, not a reusable one, a, a single use plastic water bottle, when they get hot, when they are heated and then they uh, cool back down, the plastic will leach toxins into the water. So if you're choosing to buy bottled water, which I recommend that you, if you can, I, you know, I bring my water, basically like this water bottle goes with me everywhere that I go. I fill it up at home and take it out with me. Um, but just be careful um, because a, you don't know if that water, like that case of water that you got at Costco, if it's been in the sun and heated and then it's, you know, not, it's not as, it might not be as good for you as you think it is. It might be better to stick to tap water. Most municipalities have really good tap water. And, you know, we use a Brita filter. We'd love to have a reverse osmosis system, but that's not in the budget for us right now. But we, we use a Brita filter and we, we change it regularly. Really, yeah, we really want to avoid using any kind of, you know, glycophosphate, Roundup, anything like that on our foods as much as possible. And some of our food additives can also be an issue. Um, what I actually, it's interesting. I want to update this slide because MSG is not as toxic as we thought it was. Uh, I realize now, and I'm learning that the reason that MSG was so vilified was actually, uh, because of racist reasons, because, um, it was a way to, uh, basically say that Chinese food is bad for you. So I will change that. I apologize. Um, and, but a lot of, you know, food coloring, food additives, avoiding these artificial sweeteners as much as we can. Uh, using bug spray. This is tricky. <laughs> Again, this is tricky, right? So we're balancing being safe 
and our exposure to toxins. So for example, now in a lot of places in the, in the East, um, tick-borne illnesses are extremely serious and it's, you know, very epidemic. So you need to use a proper spray that is toxic when you go out into the forest so that you can avoid these ticks. So this is why just being aware of what our toxic load is, is so important. And just paying attention, where can I make a different choice here? Can I use a stainless steel water bottle that I refill from home and bring that with me? Can I choose organic produce in this case? Or can I take the time to wash my produce before I eat it so that I can eliminate some of that pesticide residue? I guess the one last thing I'll mention on this list that I think is an easier change is to change your laundry detergent to, there are lots of options now that are a lot more natural laundry detergents and fabric softener sheets. Definitely. We don't need them. We can use dryer balls. They work really, really well. Now, emotional toxins on one hand, these are easier to get out of our life, but on another hand, it can be really hard to get these, especially people out of our life when we're dealing with emotional toxins. So when we have an emotion, there's usually an associated hormone that is produced along with that emotion. So an important thing with, when we have an emotion, like such as anger or frustration, an important thing is to allow that emotion to flow through and out of us. So the worst thing we can do to, you know, we're increasing our toxic load is to take that anger and just stuff it down, right? Stuffing down that anger, not a good idea. You want to allow that emotion to flow through you in a safe way. Same with frustration. How can you safely do this so that our other people on the receiving end of your anger and frustration, this is not easy, but this is the one area where we do have a little bit more control because it's our own emotional toxic soup that we're in. Lack of sleep, listen, I can do a whole seminar just on sleep itself, but knowing that sleep affects our mood, I mean, that's key. And what's interesting is indecision or having decision fatigue um, can also have a, a, an emotional toxic load on us. So this is why you'll see people that will have a very small wardrobe, for example, and wear like the same couple of t-shirts all the time and just have them on rotation eliminating decision fatigue from our life can really, really help us. And also those moments when we stay in indecision, that's taxing our brain, right? When we're not able to make decisions. And that again, can be, there can be a lot of reasons why we're having difficulty making decisions, but that can be part of the emotional to uh, toxins. Okay. So we're going to get a little bit into the science of the liver, but I'm promising you, I'm not going to go too deep because, um, you know, this is a short webinar, so I'm not going to go too much in it, but know that your liver needs love. You know, your liver is the second largest organ in our body behind the skin, and it's involved in so many things and it does so many wonderful things for us. And I think just like recognizing how incredible the liver is, we don't talk about it that often, but it's doing so much goodness in our body. So it's involved in blood clotting and immune factor production, bile production, which I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar, right? We need bile to um, be able to digest fats, cholesterol and triglyceride production, as well as elimination of cholesterol, hormone re regulation, such as estrogen. Again, being able to eliminate estrogen does that through the liver. Nutrient storage. That's why, you know, in the past eating liver was so important because you could get so many nutrients from the liver of an animal. 
Uh, It also, you know, sometimes there's stuff in the liver that you don't want to eat, but there's a lot of good nutrients in there as well. Helps with glucose balance, right? Keeping our blood sugar stable. And I mentioned again, like when we have a really high sugar, refined sugar in our diets, it can affect the way that our liver works. And lastly, of course, most importantly, as we mentioned, it, it is the primary organ for detoxification. So just to give you an idea, um, there are two phases of the liver. There's a bit of an intermediary phase and that's where things get kind of messy, but there's two phases of the liver when it comes to eliminating toxins, especially fat soluble toxins. So fat soluble toxins, you know, they'll enter the liver and what happens is they get turned into something else in this intermediary phase. And in this phase, sometimes they are more toxic than they were when they came into the liver. And what happens is if our liver has too many liver loaders, like I mentioned earlier, this phase two, this pathway for phase two is blocked. And what happens is some of these things that our liver would normally be able to eliminate safely for us, like cholesterol, like estrogen, end up circulating back into the bloodstream in this intermediary metabolism step, as opposed to going forward into phase two. And so what happens is then you run into issues with your hormone, you run into issues with your cholesterol levels, all of these things, because your liver is just not able to do its job optimally because there are too many uh, liver loaders in play. So once we remove some of those liver loaders, it allows the liver to do its job just more easily and then turn these fat soluble toxins into water soluble waste, which can then be eliminated via urine, bile, or stool. And you can see, you know, you might not be able to see this if you're watching live right now, but um, there's so much nutrition. Our liver just needs so many nutrients. You know, the, the family of B vitamins, folic acid, glutathione, all these things are needed um, for the liver to work properly. Choline, all, a lot of things that are hard to get from our diet. And this is another reason why nutritional supplementation and liver support is critical. So if you're looking to optimize healthy detoxification, your body's natural detoxification processes, four steps, one, reducing your liver loaders. So that was something that I um, shared earlier was reducing your liver loaders Two, minimizing those external toxins. So picking and choosing where you're going to make those changes. Maybe you are going to change from antiperspirant to deodorant. Maybe you are going to try a natural toothpaste this month. What can you do? Maybe it's time to get a stainless steel water bottle. So what can you do to minimize your external toxins? Improving digestion. The connection between the two is so important, right? Having enough hydrochloric acid, stomach acid being produced before a meal. Did you know? So I'm just going to pause for a sec. So I did this whole thing about gratitude and gut health. And did you know? That when you pause before you eat a meal, so you're sitting down at your table, you're pausing, the food is in front of you. You pause for just a moment. You give thanks for your food. You give thanks for whoever made the meal. You give thanks for the farmer, the grocery store, all of these things. You take one minute, 30% of your hydrochloric acid of your stomach is produced during that time just seeing the food and pausing before you eat. If you don't think that gratitude and gut health are related, I am here to tell you that they 100% are. So this whole incredible process where your brain sees the food, you pause, 
you allow the hydrochloric acid in your stomach to be produced, which then triggers the bile production or the bile release from the gallbladder. All of these things are happening. Digestive enzymes come from the pancreas in those few moments where you pause 30%. So really, really critical to be paying attention to pausing before me meal. And then the last thing of course, is allowing those emotions to flow, right? Not hanging on to them. In traditional Chinese medicine, there is a connection between liver and anger. So often when someone does one of my programs, you know, they, especially in the spring, liver is also a really good time to support, or the spring is a good time to support the liver in traditional Chinese medicine. But what happens is when we start to, um, support our liver, reduce the liver loaders, all of these things, um, often we get really angry in the first few days. And it's not just because they're not having caffeine. You're angry because your, your liver is like storing anger. So you really want to nourish and love your liver. Thanks for listening right up until the end. I hope you learned something new today. Can't wait to be back with you for another gratitude interview on Tuesday. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.